that's just excuses to do what they want to do. Well, they can be vulnerable and not be afraid of being hurt. Well, they can be open and honest. We get to come in on the Zoom call, chop it up about what we feel about the subject matter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the podcast. Uh, this is a platform that we created uh, for people to come uh, here live on Zoom and be able to express their thoughts about a, a specific topic. They don't have to wait until after we post on YouTube and they get in the comments and have to cuss us out later on. They can cuss us out right here live and in person. Uh, so if you want to join us, you can do that the last Monday of each month. We're live here on Zoom. So welcome, everybody who's here. I appreciate you pulling up. Uh, my name is Rudy Wilson. I am your host. Well, this is episode six. Uh, it is entitled Fragile Male Ego. Do you guys even think that the male ego is even fragile? And if so, why? And if you don't think it is, then also why? Why not? I definitely agree with you when you say that the male ego is fragile. I think uh, a good example is any male in a relationship. Uh, being denied a kiss or being told no to something, uh, they definitely feel entitled to. I mean, personally, I feel entitled to how they call the shots, or you know, maybe be entitled to my partner in some way or form. I'm not sure if you guys agree with that or not, but it's my call. Time. And when you, when you say call the shots, call the shots in reference to what? Mm, either financially or um, yeah, I, I guess I'll start with financially. Um, you know, typically in a nuclear household. Uh, I was raised that a man should bring home the bread and that a woman should take care of the home. So I guess uh, it's a controversial opinion, you know, in, in, in the day and age that we are today. But um, I feel like financially, men are usually entitled to make the financial decisions uh, that concern the household. And is, is that due to them because they're bringing in the bacon, they get to speak for it? Or you mean like, even if the woman was bringing it in, they still should make the financial decision? Hmm. no i i guess yeah i guess that's the twist on it i guess it, it should really be whoever brings the bread should make the decisions for it but i i mean i don't know i was just raised uh i was just raised that the male should make the decisions like buying a house where the house should be bought or what kind of house it should be bought or maybe what car to buy next or something like that you know and I'm saying, do, do you think that's due to ego specifically, or do you think that that's just, be, you know, more just a gender role, I guess? Like, oh, no, de definitely ego. I definitely okay. feel like, like a, a lot of people say the patriarchy dominates the society and all that, but I definitely feel like it's like the male presence in society that kind of decided that males should decide that, I guess. Gotcha. Like he said, it is a different day and time. Um, you know, certain cultures and people, they, they raise their kids a certain way to, uh, to think that the man is supposed to get out there and just get it. Um, but I think it's we're in a society where everybody need to go out and get it. Especially our, you know, our peoples, our minority peoples, we all need to get out and get in the, out of the mud together, family. But but going back, going back to the original question, do you think that the male ego is fragile? Every day. <laughs> I'm black. My, I'm a black man. Mine fragile every day. <laughs> Every day. Every day I get up. The only time it's not fragile is when I talk to God. Any other time, my, my joke fragile. Somebody cut me out, cut me off in traffic. He looked at me wrong. My ego fragile. Right. 
you know everything you know so i mean i yeah i i, I do i do i do i do and then and in and, and, and today's time uh men don't have no rights anyway especially with women we don't got no rights what do you mean by that come on man <laughs> you know we ain't got no rights rudy i'm saying what do you mean by that elaborate i mean like my man said you know i mean i mean we don't have we can't really make we don't really make too many decisions these days Oh, you choose to not make decisions huh you choose not to make decisions no i mean i'm okay i mean i'm okay you know i'm i'm by myself so i'm, I'm gonna make mine but i'm just saying uh we just don't have no decisions that don't mean nothing your side your side can say what you want to do and you're gonna probably do it you know what I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the worst not me though I want to ask the question using a definition. So you say, is the male ego um, fragile? Right. So ego, I just looked it up, means the sense of self-esteem or self-importance. And fragile means easily broken or damaged. So is the male's sense of self-esteem and self-importance easily broken or easily damaged? That's the question that's on the table. Am I correct? Correct. Okay, I just wanted to be mm -hmm. clear what the question on the table is. Go for it, Ms. Jim. Um, sister, I agree with you on that. Young men, I agree with you all as well. There's things that everybody just said that I can totally agree with. However, I'm going to come from a different perspective. Yes, the male ego is bruised, but it starts a lot of the bruising have started with their relationships with their mothers. You know, the first thing you can tell about a man, how he gonna treat you is with his relationship with his mother or his grandmother or his auntie, what type of female energy was poured into him, you know, growing up, what was, what, 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 what is he rooted with? You, you understand? So right. with that being said, that's the beginning for a lot of men. So then they, you know, if a man had a good relationship with his mother, he finds a woman that's like his mother, it's, it's more easy to build with a woman like that. But if you didn't have that relationship and now you with the opposite side of your mother that you wanted, but never really had, now you are struggling a little bit. So you are struggling to figure out where you are. So at that point, you listen to advice, but you don't follow through you know, as men. And then you have women around here walking around. I want a strong man. I want a strong man. But look how weak women have become. Mm. You, you know, we have to build them up. If you like a man who pants hanging off his behind, that's what he gonna do. Mm. But if you get with a guy, you tell, uh, why don't you try this? Mm. You know, a man wants to be what a woman wants him to be. You, you, in a small sense, that's that man-woman relationship. So in a small part, the man ego has been bruised, but as women, what are we doing to uplift that or to change that? Because we, a lot of times make men be in competition against each other. You, you understand what I'm saying? So from the relationship with the mother to the relationships that he formed with other women mm -hmm. and, and trying other things, all of that is a lot of pressure on men. For one, you're supposed to be the breadwinner. For two, you're supposed to always be in control. You know, for three, it's like so much pressure mm -hmm. is on the man mm -hmm. from the very start. When y'all come out the womb, there's pressure. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to cry. You can't touch a baby doll. You know, boy, you're a boy, you're a boy, you're a boy, you're a boy. Don't cry. You flicked in the head. It's, it's just 
all these things that boys go through, mm. you know, men before they become men, it can bruise the ego. So not all men are bruised though. A lot of men are very balanced. A lot of men, you know, they know what they want, you know, but they're just trying to get there. So that's my opinion. Everything you just said, that's how I feel day to day. Thank you. If I said that, if I said all that, I'd be a bitter, I'm this. And you got to get the perspective of a woman. That's amazing, man. I mean, wow. I'm just going to mute myself now. Thank you, sis. Oh, thank you. <laughs> i like to uh, add to what uh, Jen was saying, that it's not just solely on the mothers. It's, it's the men. It's the fathers who teach a man how to be a man and how to have self-esteem and, and, and how to you know, handle that responsibility that is placed on them. So it's, it's the parents together, not solely on the mother, not solely, that's why we have mothers and fathers because they play a role. But I think too, a lot of times the absence of, of real fathers that are, or, or male uh, role models, if to use a cliche term, uh, in our young men's lives from the womb also, um, because sometimes they, you know, Moms, you know, we are the, the emotional ones. We're the one, the nurturing one. We're, we're that one. And um, maybe they're, you know, some men uh, ego are so fragile because they haven't had that male presence. And so they, you know, we kind of make them fragile because that's how we relate, because that's how we are. We're more sensitive, we're, you know, nurturing and feely, feely and, and that kind of thing. So I think it needs that balance of, you know, how do you treat us? How do you deal with us? as well as how do you be a man and and, and a man has to teach a, a man how to be a man so I, I agree uh um i think i call you tracy but jen i agree but i think the the, the dads have a, a large responsibility too in that but do you, do you think do you think that that could be damaging if just say you know a a, a fragile male egoed man is teach you know is raising a a, a boy to be just say you know what he is it, wouldn't that just repeat the cycle? No, I think I said, I think you need both of them. That's why we have mothers and fathers, because we need that balance. So you don't need, you know, a man just inputting into the boy. Neither you need, do you need so, just a mom? Putting gotcha. So even further into that question. So should just say that mother be extra conscious of just say, making sure that that isn't transferred from just say this man to this boy, because this man, you know, could be damaged. And if he's, you know, raising the boy how he feel, even if the mother's in that kid's life, you know, she's not, you know, mothers aren't necessarily like, you know, monitoring every lesson, you know what I'm saying? How, to, how did you teach him how to throw the ball? How did you teach him how to handle this situation or whatever? And so I'm asking like, should, should that be more hands-on? Because I guess to this conversation, it seems like the male ego is more fragile than the woman ego, the, you know, the, or the female ego, I should say. So I'm asking, should the, should that be, I guess, the mother's responsibility is what I'm asking. I think it should be both. The dads don't, okay. I think, I feel like generations, right? Generations changed. So, so I feel like dads, a lot of dads in the past was not that. I said a lot of, just a, just a couple, you know, mm -hmm. some, some Rudy, you can attest Rudy, you done seen a lot of, you can think a lot of our friends, a lot of our, our peers are not the same way. Right. Um, so a lot of dads don't get to actually be real or are not in the life long enough to be real with their sons at the age that you need to be real with. 
Um, and that's like the the 18 to like, cause you, you know, 18 to continuous is when some dads say, you know what, he gets it. But to be honest, a lot of people don't. Like you, a lot of males don't get it until you get like 26. I want to say that, 26. So the female version would be a lot of moms, right, are really real with sons. So we, so we talk about the male. With sons, a lot of moms are very real with their sons. Like keep it real legit. Like if you doing something you're not supposed to, they're going to be like, hey, you uh, you messing with females that you're not supposed to be messing with. And uh, she's she don't look right. She'll give you like some little hints to where it's like, you know what, this is not the right thing to do. Mm. But as as a as a male, some dads that's to be honest, when you say, um, I know I know y'all use it, I'm gonna just call it soft because I'm I'm just real. Mm. So I'm just a soft male or a real a male that that's emotional, mm. which I'm I'm that too. So don't get me wrong, I'm I'm that too. But moms will literally tell you that hey, this is how you feel and this is why you're feeling that. Dad's gonna be real genuine with you, man. You're not supposed to mess with girls, anyways, man. You just, yeah, it, just, it don't go that way. That mm -hmm. conversation is two different conversations. I do believe that the mother is uh, the key, period, key to everything that's going on. Um, and I can tell you that, you know, sometimes mothers don't make the right decision when it comes to raising the boys. Um, they don't, period. I mean, I'm not even going to front. Some mothers have not made the best decisions. You can see some of the young mothers out here. My mom was a young mother. I don't want to really interject myself, but, you know, my mom kept me from my dad. My dad from Africa. You know what I'm saying? So my mom, it's moms out there that would keep you from the father, especially back then. My grandparents didn't like my father, so my mother, uh, you know, kind of shifted it where I didn't have contact with him before I knew it, he was dead. He died. You know what I'm saying? So I had no time to grow up with him. Um, and he wanted a relationship with me. He wanted a relationship. Um, so, I mean, I and I think I think it was some a lot of mistakes that he made, too. I think he had some infidelity issues. I think when he was dating my mother, he possibly had a, a second a, a, a family, a starter family, the beginning family. You know what I'm saying? But um, and maybe that's why my mom kept me away. Um, but my mom was like a kid when she had me. So I was always wondering why she was so hard on me, but she coming fresh out of ass whippings herself. So she gonna reflect those the same on me. And I was just having a conversation with my mom, twin sister yesterday about the same thing. Cause I, growing up, I didn't like my mother, but I could tell you one thing, I loved her, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't like her um, at all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I grew to like her. You know, we grew, our relationship grew, you know. You know, and I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm the oldest, so I got a lot of the pressure, but I, I think sometimes, you know, the mom make the mistake, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I always felt like her mistake. You know what I'm saying? You know, I always felt like her mistake growing up. Uh, and, you know, my grandmother, even my grandmother, you know, you ain't gonna last till you're 18. I'm 47. You know, before she passed, you know, she said she loved me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, I I just think that sometimes the 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 it's it's all up to the mother, man. It's all up to the mother, um, in making decisions, especially in the court. I went. I, I'll tell you a little story. I went to uh, custody. I was a, you know, I'm I'm a good dad. I'm picking my kids up. I'm doing the right thing. You know, I have a 
these kids with this white girl that I that was my high school sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? I'm treating them right and I'm picking them up and 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 fighting for them and you know loving them and nurturing them and having them at my home and you know. But in that process, I'm with another woman, so that upsets her. So that shifts the balance. So now I'm in court dealing with this, and you don't have no rights. You don't have no not a right inside of those doors. Ain't, ain't no white man, black man is like your man and your nigga. So you definitely done it, Denise. So I just feel like, and she chose to run me through the system. She chose to run me through the system. So a lot of these moms choose to run people through systems and make sure they get things. And then sometimes it's better for the father to have that relationship so he can nurture all the way through. I fought for my youngest. I spent thousands of dollars in court. I was broke. Thousands. I'm not no sucker, nigga. And my kids ended up, my older kids ended up turning their back on me for a while until they got, and hold on, until they got to that age you just said at 26. Now my son, he got it. Man, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Man, I grew up, da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, somebody told me, they was like, maybe your kids, you know, my older kids, um, you know, cut you off and didn't want to have a relationship with you because they had to go to court. I'm like, nigga, I, I'm the only nigga that had to go to court and deal with all that. Right. I got a question. During that time, correct? During the court time, during the decisions time, did your dad give you any input or was you in contact with your dad at all? I, I kind of lost contact with my dad when I was when I was a small kid, probably like nine. So do you hear what my effort is? My effort is that dads, right? right. That dads of that generation didn't do enough that they were supposed to do or they didn't feel they could do enough. So mind you, right, the, the decision that you have for your mom and the feeling that you have for your mom is because she made a decision to help. To actually keep I, 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 wish I, I wish I can look at it like that, my brother. You have to. There's no other way that you can see Listen, it. Listen, I, I, can't, I can't look at it like it was her trying to help. If she was helping, and like a lot of people, they take these decisions. I've taken so many decisions out of my kids' hand instead of coming to them and putting decisions. That's what I did. I, put, I started putting decisions to talk to them, to ask them what they wanted to do. When I was going to court in my situation, when I was going myself in and out of court, I had to sit down with my kids. The guardian, the light on, people come to my house, they oh, your house is nice. Soon as you get there, the white man ready to stick the knife in your back and you don't get an opportunity. And those okay. are the same things that black men go uh, through day to day, regardless. We up against okay. everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, 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 you're just saying that it's not, it wasn't the right decision. So what you're saying is- I'm just we, saying, yeah, it wasn't the I'm right decision. What I'm telling you though, so, yeah. so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I understand that it wasn't the right decision. Right. That can be forgivable. But the biggest thing is that there was a decision made that you got help for. Because it could have went the other way. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but what if it you know did go the other way? Hold on, hold on. But what if okay. my life did go the other way? What if my diet got me? Maybe I wouldn't have my kids. You know, I have six beautiful kids. I have all the okay. I'm, You know, my kids in college. I mean, I love my youngest. But I would have learned more African cultures, more things that I, I feel okay. like I missed out on, too. And I wasn't going to do that to my youngest. I, that's why I fought. That's why I was a man who, who fought, wasn't even scared. This girl took my case from one courthouse to another just so she don't have to go to work. So, I mean, I, I do feel like those are type of anxieties, what this whole thing is, those type of anxieties um, in, in the subject matter is all within the same. You know, I don't, I don't, my mom made a decision. 
but I would have rather her set me down as a nine-year-old boy and say, hey, listen, I, you know, my mom, my this, this, like I was on earth for nine years at that point. Like give yeah. me an opportunity. I already built a relationship with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. I don't even have no. Now I don't even have no visions of what he can look like. Does he look like me? Does he but look? He like gotta. Right. He gotta do. So I'm telling you, because I, I, I'm telling you, listen. He has to do more. He passed away. He passed, he passed away. away. Yeah. Before he could have an opportunity to before be. Before I had him. an opportunity, and gotcha. for a long time, I kind of blame my mom for that dynamic. Damn. You know what I'm saying? In our relationship, you know, unconsciously we do a lot of things. You know, Damn. just. We don't know this stuff is happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm wondering why me and this lady, we're both Aquarius. So we clashing all the time, falling out all through my early age to my 20s. I had those resentments. I had those things that I didn't like that she made those decisions. Uh, and I would have rather been able to explain away, like, why why am I with my dad's house and he got three other kids? I thought you, like, these kids older than me. I mean, I, I want to do some investigation. Nobody gave me a time to do an investigation. I got you. I, I do think the male ego, um, is fragile. Um, for one thing, a woman is powerful. Uh, they they have more powerful more power than we give them. Um, the simple fact is, especially if you uh, well, the relationship you have with that woman. Um, if you in the um, a relationship, um, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, and husband, they they know the trigger to set us off. They know the words, they know the saying, they know a, you know, I mean, think about it. If, especially if y'all in an argument and she just leave, she could be going to a friend house or a mother house, but they just know how to, 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 to get us to that, to that point. So yes, the, uh, the, I believe, and that's just my opinion, the male um, ego is fragile to a certain point, to a certain point. Um, when you talk about uh, even your, your your mother, your mother know how to uh, well, not for all. I speak for mine. She know how to break you down and build you up. So yeah, I believe the uh, I, I just keep it short so we can move on. The male ego is fragile to a certain degree. You and you think? Do you think that that's a positive or a negative that the male ego is fragile? It all depends. Uh, it depends on your um. It depends on how you was brought up. I, like I heard the, the young man saying, you know, how he went to court. Uh, long story short, um, I feel you, brother. And I, I'm not just talking. I went to court over um, my son. Um, I was in the courtroom. She was able to talk. Judge just told me to shut up, period. Shut up. This is my courtroom. So uh, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. Um, but we have to learn how to turn a, a negative into a, a, a positive. And it's not easy. And every situation is different. I'm, I'm not going to speak into that brother's situation because I don't know all the ins and outs. But uh, for me, it wasn't easy. It, the same lady, which is my mother, that knew how to break me down also knew how to build me up. You, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it, it just depends on um, the relationship and what type of relationship you have with that, that certain woman. Go ahead, David Clark Johnson. The dad plays an important role. The mom plays an important role. One really can't replace the other. In some cases, you have two. In some cases, for whatever reason, you don't have but one. But I think just as important or really, to some degree, more important than sitting down with your son or daughter, in this case, son, telling him what to do, what he should not do, is the example that you lead. It's what they see. 
So it's just like the young man who said when he grew up in his household, he saw his father taking care of everything, making all the decisions, making all the money. That's what he saw because at that time in that household, that's what worked. And years ago, that is technically how it used to go before women started getting their own careers and that kind of thing, which is another conversation. But the point is, is what you see. So a man can't tell uh, uh, his son or his daughter to be respectful and do all this school. And then he watches him cuss his mother out or abuse her or be disrespectful and then turn around and then tell him what he's supposed to do when he, and he better do what the teacher tells him to do. I mean, back when I was a kid, I didn't have sense enough to know if that's what your mom said do. I never even questioned what did she do. Right. I grew up thinking you're a kid, you do what grown people say, period. Right. Don't question it. Don't even look like you got a question. Right. You don't really have an opinion because you do what I say because I'm grown and I'm doing the right thing. Right. Well, I'm not saying necessarily to defend power that's correct, but it does make a difference. And I see in these schools, it's what you do and say in front of these children and not what you profess to say and then you're doing another thing. So I don't care how you tell the son about being respectful. And that, if you're being disrespectful in his face, to whatever degree it is, the same way for the mom, then your words are mute. And depending on if he's mouthy enough, he'll tell you. And if he's not, he's saying to himself, you're hypocritical because I heard you on the phone. I saw you last night when you did so-and-so. So you really can't tell me nothing. And when you get old enough, typically you can't tell them nothing because the seeds is planted and they already know that you say one thing and you do something else. So preaching at a kid about what he should do is not the same as living the example so that he can see good, better, and different how it works because that's the life that you live. Is the male ego, I guess, built up or, or bruised or whatever the case may be uh, based off of just say what they're seeing? Like that that affects whether it's going to be just say fragile or not once they become an adult? I don't know about fragile or not, but it's, it's what makes him to be what he is. Now it could be one thing see what he sees in the household, but it could be, I don't know, the Boy Scout leader and Sunday school teacher, gym teacher that can plant a different kind of seed in them and can also be a role model. Sometimes people, kids don't have positive role models in their household mm-hmm. or not positive to the power it should be. Maybe they're feeding them and clothing them. But, but the example that they lead, sometimes you can be in a really dysfunctional family. And because of that, you say, when I grow up, I'm going to make sure I do X, Y, Z because in my household, I saw this happen and my mom was always unhappy or my dad, and I don't want that for myself. Sometimes it takes a different effect. It just kind of depends what other seeds are planted in that child's life from point A to point B. Even though it really should start at home, sometimes, unfortunately, it does not. But I just think that I see it sometimes at the school and the pe- kids, teacher, the parents come up there and they're acting a fool and grabbing it by the shirt and, and acting a fool and stuff. But then what are you doing when you get home? Right. I mean, you, you cuss him out. So the teacher tells you he's cussing. You come up to school, you cuss him out for cussing. And you miss the whole point that this is what he hears. He knows it's inappropriate, technically, he does know. But this is what you do. So you don't have that control, yet you expect him to have that control. So you're not living a life that you want him to lead. You're not a good example. And so I think that has a lot to do. In addition to just telling the kid what he should do, you should be living the life that you want to do because you know long-term how the effect is going to have good, better, and different. <clears throat> okay, Rudy, you asked the question earlier, is it a negative? It's definitely a negative because you know what? Um, black men are are, are are the species of the first men that came, that arrived on this planet. Mm-hmm. And they're the only men that has been attacked they're attacked by other cultures. They're attacked by their own culture. They're attacked in the work field. 
you know, our black men are attacked all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it is only the black woman that can build them up or shut them down. Rather, it's a mother, a sister, rather it's a friend, rather it's a, you know, a, a, a wife, a significant other. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, hmm, energy transfer is real. So it, it's like, basically, a lot of our men only know what they were taught and that's what they're working with. So until they kind of get some growth in their life, you know, and until they get that wisdom, they get that humbleness, they go through some things like right now, what you're doing right now, Rudy is growth. Mm -hmm. All of you men on here is gaining something. Mm -hmm. You're getting some type of growth. You're, you're, you're getting something, something's touching your heart from all of us speaking because everybody has valid points mm -hmm. and you're getting it from different walks and different, you know, different mindsets, different experiences. Mm -hmm. So this, what you're doing is very, very powerful and it's healing all by itself because they're real conversations. And I want to thank CJ. I think his name is for sharing your testimony because that's not easy. That was not easy, but you know what? You was comfortable enough to share that, you know, and to all you guys, I'm going to apologize to you for all you guys that had to go to court and had to go through this. All you guys that have a good heart and you had to go through, I'm just apologizing just on behalf of, you know, just, just, just the queen's love that we're supposed to give y'all because we're supposed to protect you guys a little bit more and not attack you. But this has been going on for ages. Read your Bible. You can read different documents. You can read, you, you can read so many things, but this has been going on for ages. So when, it, so when do we stop? So that's the question, you know, what do we do about it? You know, and how do we help our males not be so fragile? What can we do to uplift them and help raise their frequency, raise their vibration, raise how they think in, you know, replace what they went through so that they can walk into a new beginning as well, you know, and not just try to rise to the top, you know, on our own, but what can we do? And unfortunately, I heard a lot about the, the balance of mothers and fathers, but unfortunately, we have 70% of our black women are raising single children by themselves, you know, and a lot of them are boys. Mm -hmm. A lot of dads are not around, unfortunately, you know, so that's an energy that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. That that's a, that's a crisis that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and mothers are doing their best, you know, are they? And then we also have to understand that whatever a mother go through when a child is in the womb is connected to the umbilical cord so a lot of our men are born fragile because mothers have fragile pregnancies so if this thing is so much deeper than just are they fragile yes they are is it a negative yes can we turn it to a positive yes that's what you're doing today you know so i commend you and i commend everybody who's on here you know just opening up and just sharing i want to uh, like everyone was saying just to back, I, I believe it's it's both and it depends on the maturity of the man to realize uh, what it is for them. Because at the end of the day, you got a lot of, you got sports players, you got, uh, you have entertainers, you have your day-to-day -day nine to five, you have your, you know, um, just, yeah, overall, it depends on how you utilize it. Because at the end of the day, yes, men are fragile and at the same time, um, strong in feelings as well. So it is, it, 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 it starts off, with the upbringing of the man and what they have as men as role models, if they're good or bad, but it comes to a time when you're kicked out of that nest, 
that safety harness that you know, or if you had a bad childhood, it's, it's for your age, it's, it's not it to society, certain things aren't acceptable. You get what I'm saying? So, at with that all been said, is like you have a fragile, a fragile ego, or you know, or whatever the case may be, it's time to utilize that as your strength, even though it's a weakness, because at the end of the day, that's the only way uh, we can actually overpower it, no matter the, um, and I appreciate the sister that was speaking before me about, you know, uh, like um, being apologetic for other women and things, but at the end of the day, no matter what they do, what, what they do as the man that was speaking earlier, we have to go to court and fight for it. Like we just have to fight. Like it, it, throughout history, we uh, we use brute force, or we 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 are like uh, we have a caveman mentality type ordeal. And yes, in actions, yes, but mentally, we don't have to uh, be classified as that. So if you just understand yourself as a man, and you know what your weakness is to make you fragile, or you don't utilize that fragileness to uh, make a complete peace. And uh, with that you can that translate and 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 that current trans and, and is spent in the right fashion versus uh just being in a whirlwind and the being in the storm of the eye i guess with you saying you can just use it you know in a positive manner so do you think that uh i guess there is no choice there is no option for a man to just say to not have a fragile ego he just has to learn how to just say use it for positive, or is there a way that he cannot have one at all, or, or just say, or even know how to check it or manage it or whatever? Yeah, yeah that, there's there's no way that you can't have it. That because that means you'll be perfect. And the fragile ego comes from like from my understanding, just in life and knowing people, and then just and then me too, is lack of whatever's being on display, and that's what makes people that's that will make someone fragile. You get what I'm saying? So like, for instance, if you don't know how to tie your shoe properly, like every day, every day and so you're trying to use bunny ears to tie your shoe and everybody pointing and laughing at you and stuff, that's your fragile moment mm -hmm. because you don't know how to, you know, to tie your shoe and you tie it with the bunny ears. Mm -hmm. But then you practice and practice and you're like, oh, now you're doing it with one hand. Now, you know, they like, wow, you know, so mm -hmm. that's just a little quick IE. Correct. Does, does, does a little girl who doesn't know how to tie her shoe, does she not get the same, just say, oh. uh, re uh, reaction from that, from that teasing? That Does that not hit her ego the same way? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, like girls on girls and girls are worse, uh, bad, at, worse at it. Because, like, it's, like, they're so blunt. And then and, and, and the sassiness that come behind it and, the type of energy that gives off because women are naturally nurturing, you know. So when so when they say something, that's complete. Like like they are probably worse critics on themselves than anyone could be. You look at all. You look at a magazine. If you don't look like that person, guess what? You're not good enough. Vanity vanity is a billion dollar uh, industry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So of course, yeah, they get it. They get it worse. That's why they try to. That's why the government and, and everyone prey on women and kids because mm -hmm. they almost say easy to persuade, but they are, it could be easily influenced, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if, if like, say for instance, if, if like my wife like, Hey, I want to buy this and I'm like, Hey, I don't care about that. I don't like that. But 
you know how many hey I want to get this that a woman uh, says to like a significant other to their fathers to whoever and they'll get it. Mm-hmm. So that's what so so targeted. Yes, we are targeted a lot, but it's men, it's the women and children that are really targeted worse than we are. Like we wouldn't be trying to buy fancy cars, get big houses if it was just up to us. You feel me? Like we'd probably sit home in our bosses all day, play a game or, or go outside and just do some random stuff for no reason. Nine out of, nine out of 10, we want to look good, smell good, all this stuff for women. First of all, my queen, I appreciate that. Thank you for that apology. But sometimes like to me, like as far as I guess they talk about what the question is, the topic of the night is, man, is, is our ego like all to the stuff like that? Um, I wouldn't say that it is, but as far as like the norm, because I'm gonna ask this question, but I just want everybody to have an answer inside their mind. What's the norm as far as seeing how children are being raised? Who are they usually with? Which parent are they usually with? I don't need an answer. I'm just asking the question. So, like I said, my queen, thank you once again for the apology. But I feel like a lot of women these days, it's just that they they will, they will instead of having a father in his child's life, they'll, they'll take what's given to them. And I'm talking about active fathers now. Let me, let me put that, let me put that keyword in parentheses, active. And I'm speaking for men on here and women, the men that you know that's active in their kids' life, they'll take, they'll take the section eight to be able to keep the man out the house. They'll take the government assistance and they'll take the child support. Damn. Um, Sometimes I get a mindset that, and, and the reason why I'm showing it to you like this, because I fought for that. I fought I for that back there. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, hey, fellas, barbershop talk. Yeah. That's why sometimes I'll be telling them, listen, if you open up your mouth and talk about child support, I'm going to talk about it with you. Right. Like sometimes I know it's something that it just eat us up inside. But sometimes, man, guess what? It may be another brother that can sit here and be like, hey, man, I know somebody that can at least help you. Listen, it's kind of hard because I want y'all to hear this math problem. If you're getting paid, and I'm just going to use $800. I'm going to use a minimum number. But you're getting 55% of your child support taken for one child. I'm just you one child. And in my case, I got three kids for three different women. So you got two other kids to take care of cars, car insurance, other utilities and stuff like that. How are you going to take care of your other kids, your life, but still got to pay child support for that kid? Now, here go the thing. You want to fight. And I agree with the brother that said about fighting, because we should. I'm going to tell y'all, if y'all stand up, fellas, if y'all know it, fight, fight for your child fight for your child. Now, the thing is, it's like, where do I get the income? Because I heard a brother said that he went to court and a judge told him to shut up. I won't say that he may have told him to shut up, but he basically said it in them words. Mm -hmm. He basically did. Like, listen, when you go in that courthouse, I'm I'm just telling you, it ain't nothing for you. I don't care how messed up, because I don't want to use raggedy. I don't care how messed up as a woman she is. (laughs) Listen here, coach, it ain't nothing for you. You out the ball games when you walk in the door. Right. Facts. You, you are, listen, you out the game automatically. 
So where do you get the funds if you if your child support getting took from you? Plus you got another kid and a, a living that you got to maintain monthly for you and your family. Cause we all older, we got family to take care of. Where you get money to take care to find a lawyer? So you're in a situation that you're fighting for for years. Now you you trying to scram, get other jobs and stuff like that. You trying to find loopholes to try to not okay. Let me get an extra night job so so I can try to get some extra money. Extra night job mean no time with your kids. I used to have mm -hmm. this messed up mindset that I used to always hear this thing that oh man, women want a man in uniform, and I used to always hear that when I was younger. And I used to have I said you know what man. I think I got it kind of twisted. I think they want the uniform for security because I know a lot of situations with women that the dope boys, the scammers, the hood guys that ain't really got that income like that, they walking scot-free. They whistling around here. Mm -hmm. Whistling. Whistling. But the guys that got a decent income, and I ain't talking about big ball of money, I'm just saying. Barry, and they active in their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, my queen, I appreciate that. When you said yeah, that, I sure. stopped. I dropped everything that I was doing. I listened because <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I dropped everything that I was doing. I needed that. Yes. So, so, Sean, let me ask you this. So, so you you think just to go back to the the topic at hand? So, you think all of those just say pressures and the fighting and all? You think all of that? just say makes the, the male ego even more fragile. It adds to the, to the, the fragileness, if you will, or like, how, how does it affect the ego? I guess, specifically. Um, I would really say it, it goes back to mindset because it, it, yes, your, your ego could be altered, but like in a sense, I feel like there's a lot of other things that we probably go through in life that, yeah. Now who it was, one of the brothers spoke something about, that woman, even down to your mama, can affect you. I agree with him what he said. Yes, I agree with him. But I just feel like it really towards your mindset. I don't really, I don't really think that like, yeah, you you you, you can feel like it messes with your mental, or you can make it be something that motivates you. I I use it as something that motivates me. And I still have a lot of flaws. I ain't I ain't I ain't nowhere close to perfect, but I just use like what I go through. In hard time, it's something to motivate me to get up out of that because one thing about it, like, yeah, I cry through situations and yeah, I get emotional in situations, but once I still go through that, that upset anger, tension, rage, whatever it may be, that situation's still there. So I still got to go try to dig through that. So, yeah, I feel like it's really through mindset. And that's why sometimes we need to talk. That's why, hey, I salute you on this. We need this. This barbershop talk. And that's why I appreciate that the women's be here. I'll be appreciating that because, like, man, you got some of the right women in here that's really, like, the mindset that, bro, we like, bro, we need them to be talking to the women that we done been dealing with in the past because they, they really out here coaching. I'm going right. to say that. They, they, they the coaching. ones coaching. We the players on the bench, but they coaching right now. Hey, hey salute, talk to them, champ. Talk to them, champ. I'm telling you, these women, I say it every time, these women on here, oh, we need more, y'all. We need more you women, queens. Right. I ain't going to lie, but I'm done. Gotcha. I'm here. Like I said, I'm about to go back on mute. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Fred, go ahead, and I'm coming to you next, CJ.
Yes, sir. Hey, brother, I ain't gonna leave you out there by yourself. I cry sometimes too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I do. You know, uh, it, it's just a way of dealing with stuff. So we have a, a interchangeable phrase because you're saying fragile ego. I'm gonna say hurt feelings because that's what it is. A fragile ego, uh, it, it, and when that that it when that fragile ego get hurt, it's a it's a hurt feeling. Now, uh, mm -hmm. what that man. So much good stuff being said. Um, with that hurt feelings. So when we get hurt feelings, we react differently. Matter of fact, it just depends on who hurt me. So uh, some some people can say tough to you. We just don't care, right? But right. some people we do. So and I hear a lot of good words, man. Accountability, responsibility, um, maturity. You know, and and those are the words. If we can get those, the positivity, that those attitudes, we can come out of. Uh, these situations. I'm not saying it's, it's easy, but yeah, we got we got to fight our way out because who else going to fight for us? Mm. Matter of fact, who else going to fight for your child? You know. Um, so and as as li listen, I have I have nine kids. I got uh, five girls, four boys. You know, I had a, a child pass away. My first son, like I said, I went to court. I fought for him. Mm. Um, I got I got custody of him. Um, I had him, you know, ever since. And, uh, and, and, you know, I put mine out there too. I got uh, three baby mamas. So, well, I got a wife, an ex-wife and a baby mama. So uh, what, what I'm saying is even through all that, do I get hurt in the process? Yes. But like the brother was saying, if we don't push, if we don't push because at a point in time, we didn't mention this, at a point in time, we have to put our ego to the side uh, because our kids are more important. So if my feelings get hurt, I'm not going to say, so what? I'm going to have to deal with it, but I'm going to have to push through for my child, for my kids. Because we, we go, matter of fact, real men, we go to work for them. Right. We, we, we go to work for our kids so they can have the things that we, we didn't have. Right. So when, whatever we come up on, it's a, it's a come up. So you know what I'm saying? Whatever we you. have, and if you got better, for your your child, that's a come up, and don't let nobody look towards you downwardly and break your ego right. because you're trying to come up. See, right. as, as one other brother said that nothing to hush. One mm. other brother said that too. As men, we 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 take crabs in the barrel, we tear each other down, but we need to really build each other up. So if you're gonna give me some advice, let it be constructive. Tell me what I did wrong, but mm. tell me what, tell me something to build myself up at the same time, and that's what we need we need to do uh, with each other. Because if we if we don't if we don't we killing each other. Mm. We killing the, the 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 tongue. Sometimes the tongue is powerful than a gunshot. Right. You you, you know like these kids in in school or even grown people, you can tell somebody, hey, I don't even like you. You need to go kill yourself or something. Mm -hmm. somebody the tongue is powerful now mm -hmm. they thinking especially if they already depressed mm -hmm. especially if they have that fragile ego so mm -hmm. we have to rise above that i'm not saying disregard your feelings mm -hmm. me? i'm not saying that because feelings are real feelings are true what mm -hmm. i'm saying is we have to build and get past that because it really it's for our kids we are their fathers we are their earthly fathers and and like the young lady was saying we don't we just we need to do more than just talk they have to see my dad used to 
beat my mom. I grew up saying, I, I know not how to treat a lady. You mm. feel me? I know not how to treat a lady. Mm. I'm not going to treat my wife like that mm. because I, I seen my mama cry. I seen this. And that's why I say, with the, with, with the yes, but about the lady would tear you down to build you up. It's both. It's how you, um, it's, it, 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 it's how you, your growing up is. It's how you perceive it. It's, it's, it's what you can take into, uh, 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 turn it into a positive, no, no matter what it is. We have to finagle that thing. Me, I pray a lot. I'm gonna put it out there. I pray. I pray for everything. I pray a lot. I thank God for everything. But that, that that's that's just me. Maybe mm -hmm. I helped somebody out. Maybe I didn't. But um, I definitely I, I kind of piggyback off of that situation a little bit. Uh, well, actually, let me just start with this. Our ego's always gonna be fragile. Period. Across the board, you know, across the board is always gonna be fragile. You can see that it's fragile right now. You see these fools stepping on crates and falling down, busting their heads and shit? <laughs> your ego got to be fragile if, if you think you should climb up on a crate right. for your neighborhood. You understand? <laughs> right. So your ego got to be fragile. Something, something broke you in your experience, and we're broken every day to make mediocre, dumb decisions. Mm -hmm. Even when we want to make the right decisions, somehow dumb decisions come into play because we're fragile. Period. There's no, we got that with a PTSD. That's in all parts of our community. From the woman uh, being raped and, and separated from her children and, and, and things like that. It's, we all just have separation issues. It is a, this right, this platform um, that you have is a good platform. And I appreciate the invite every time you invite me, brother. Even though this was originally my idea, I ain't really get on that on air right now. We're going to talk about that offline, but excuse me. Sorry about that. Ego. Ego, right? <laughs> Ego, right? And a lot of us, we make real bad decisions as Black men because our ego, it, it's fragile from day one. Um, soon as first day of school, you know, lining up, they conforming us for prison. They conforming us so all of that is broken, you know, get in line, you know, this, it's always been broken, you know what I'm saying? And like the brother said about his mother being abused and everything, you know, that's a two-step thing. That's a two-sided thing because a lot of times you'll have a mother that's being abused, but then they'll abuse their child or their children. You know what I'm saying? They'll flick that pain right onto them directly. So now that's another key avenue or, you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, or parents get into arguments. And I, I just think that on, especially in our community, I just think that we're really, really fragile. I know for myself, I tell my daughter, my daughter 18, I lost my wife. Who do you know? I lost my wife in December. Um, I, I haven't always been the greatest husband or been a great husband. I made a lot of mistakes. Um, but I also grew. And a lot of people in my in my life, man, I see the changes, this and this. Um, just in who I am, I am, but I'm still broken. You know what I'm saying? I miss, I miss my queen. I miss my African queen. I miss the, the person I've been with for 20 something years. Um, but I know she on a greater cause. You know, once they leave here, they on a greater cause, something bigger. You know what I'm saying? Um, my blessings in my life are, are, are really beginning. And I lost a son too, brother. I lost a son too. So I know how um, fragile that is. Like we keep getting hit, getting, getting hit with things that can constantly make us fragile and broken. Mm. Um, and then like just platforms like this will help us and good topics. 
because a lot of these podcasts out here, they're not keying on these type of topics. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I know you got your mama and your aunt on here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I love your mom and your aunt for always coming through and your cousin coming through, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't got that. Mm-hmm. So that's another part of fragile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That you're helping me. This is also helping all of us who aren't able to have relatives and family hop onto calls like this and, and, and put um, input or see black women in great light like your, your, your mom and your aunt all the time. You know, I met them only the one time, but I, every time I, they come on here and always been supportive, you know what I'm saying, of you. Um, and and I, I do commend those sisters. So I want to really say that first and foremost, because I don't want to ever get on here and nobody think that I'm, you know, but I just try to give out the best experience of my life without giving all of my life out. Because all of our lives are like that. All right. of our lives have a lot of trauma. Right. It's a lot of trauma in our lives as black people, period, especially black men. I mean, we are the most hunted person. So let know? me ask- and- let me ask you this, CJ. So with, with that being said, because of just say the pressures and the trauma and everything that, that mm-hmm. men have to go through, is it that much more important to just say for a man to be able to check his own ego because mm-hmm. of because of how sensitive, you know, because just how you're on edge, so is somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, regardless of how we got the ego, whether whose fault it was, whatever the case may be, now that, now that you have it, I, I guess how important is it for us to, to be able to control totally. how far we right. let our ego go because of how sensitive everything is? I think it's it's tough, man. I mean, I've, I've endured that my entire life. Uh, the ups and downs with getting into petty arguments and fights with right. people out in the streets. So you know, it's it, it, it's, it's tough, it's tough. Until you get like some counseling or you maybe have, you know, good platforms, good community, good people, um, you know, uh, recognizing your changes, recognizing growth, um, understanding what you've been through. Um, and I think that's what it kinda, you know, because uh, no, I mean, people writing books out here, but a lot of them aren't going through the actual experiences. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people aren't, you know, people out here writing books on how to be, a parent or how to be a father or how to be a mother. You ain't right. never, you never had no kids. You can't, you never, what are you doing? Right. So I, that's why I kind of feel, and I'm gonna wrap it up. I, I think um, it, it's hard to maintain. I'm, I'm happy for myself and seeing the growth for myself. Cause you know, some, I, I'd rather chase somebody down and chase you down if you disrespect me. Right. Seriously, I've been in moments where I chase somebody down right. or somebody try to run me off the road. Right. Um, because they're on the wrong. I got in their head. Right. I'm quick to get in somebody's head. I can get in your head. Right. You know, right. I say something about you know, I'm I'm not just coming for you, I'm coming for your wife. Right. I'm coming for your kids. You know, that's how I come. I'm coming aggressive. I'm coming at you. Right. But I've grown because people out here pressing charges and they calling police and they be doing the bad, then you gotta get involved. So I just try to stay keep you just gotta learn how to control yourself. Period. It's all about controlling yourself. Doesn't matter anymore about anything. Everybody got a gun. I look at everybody got a gun. Everybody got a knife. Everybody a killer. That's how I look at it, things now. Back in the day, everybody not a killer. Mm. And I'm and I'm ready for the smoke. But now I'm not ready for the smoke. I'm almost fifty. I don't want to smoke. <laughs> right, right. So you got to learn how to control it, or you're gonna end up a body anyway, or right. you're gonna kill somebody. Right. 
So, you know, those egos, we got to, you know, my son, my youngest son, really a nice guy. I'm just so surprised. I'm like, you my son? Because <laughs> I know at 19, I was not like that. Right. And he doesn't let anything get under his skin. I have no idea <laughs> how this young man does that. Right. You know what I'm saying? He, I raised him. Right. From front to back, ain't no separation of house. I was my wife at 22 with this kid. So I was in the house. My daughter whole different thing. Mm-hmm. She could be a nightmare. She ready to break my. She ready to break my jaw immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Every day she's back, beating my back up. But my son a nice guy. Right. So you asked, how do we control it? So I'm I'm gonna say this. Who are your your top five people that you have around you? Are they oh, are they building you up? Are they tearing you down? Are they on your level, or can they explain something to you that you you don't understand? So the point is, I'm I'm getting that because when we go through something, we we tend to what jump on the phone. So who are you calling, and what are they saying to you? And a, a true friend will tell you something that you you don't want to hear. To be honest with you, hey man, don't go over there. Right. You, you, you see what I'm saying? A, a true friend, you'd be like, hey, don't go over there. Just sit down, calm down. If you can't, I'll be there in a minute. Just hold on. Right. That's what a true friend would take. I mean, so as, as far as controlling it, I, I, I would say, how can we manage it mm-hmm. instead of controlling? How can we manage it? There is a fragility on all fronts. I know today's topic is about the black male or the male ego, uh, but it's just as much fragility on the female side. And 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 I venture to say, I'm black, so I understand our our you know we, we got that extra layer of and I got that. But what I'm going to say is, I interview people almost daily, white, black, young, old, and I hear the same type of brokenness in all of them from parents and from childhood and and things that happen. We have no control of what families we were born into. And to some extent, sometimes the situations we find ourselves in, but I see it across the board in my job. Uh, you mentioned guardian ad litem, you know, I work for guardian ad litem, you know, whatever, but, uh, but I see it across the board with trauma in children, how it looks in adults and the same types of uh, parental interactions that you kind of shared, uh, CJ, you know, I've heard that from even our white brothers and sisters. And so uh, there is fragility uh, across all fronts. And I just think different levels for different people from different areas, but I just think we all have an, a responsibility and, and an accountability. What can we do to help is to, in my own sphere and who I deal with, you know, is to be sure I'm not contributing to that to another person's brokenness be it be it my man my son uh my co-worker white black or whatever and then um i heard uh, i think uh, brother fred uh say and being accountable and uh it takes a sub- certain level of maturity i heard cj say that too he's at a point now to uh to deal with that brokenness and then to find the help for it but i just think we are accountable uh, to be sure that we are not contributing to another person's fragility. I know it can be very uh, disheartening. I've, I've sat in court for my job and heard the men get, get a bad rap. I've heard that. I've sat in court and, and seen a woman get a bad rap. I've sat in court and seen children who had no say-so in at all get a bad rap. And so 
you know, for me, I just try to be conscious, and I think we all can, of how can we impact this fear? We're in a society that is way off from, and I'm a Christian, and I'm saying I love Jesus, and so I, I, I'm going to say this. We have come way away from the, the original intention of families and that kind of thing, but we're here now, and, and children are here now, and so um, even with our kids, you know, I, I used to work in the school system too, even, even how we deal with our kids and, and so forth that I just want to encourage all of us uh, to, in your sphere of influence, whoever that is you deal with, just take accountability to be sure you're not helping a brokenness, helping to tear down somebody else because, you know, the Bible teaches what you put out there, you get back, you reap what you sow. And so perhaps if we start taking the focus off of us, yes, we're fra all of us are fragile in somewhere, uh, different levels, and maybe start, how can I help somebody else's fragility? And maybe, just maybe, uh, the word is true, and it'll start, you'll start seeing it uh, come back to you. But I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, today's topic is about the fragility of the male ego, but there's fragility across all fronts, across all races. I see it uh, every day for the same kind of reasons that we're talking about uh, today. And then of course, as people of color, we do have that extra layer, but just you know, encourage everybody, do what you can to help somebody else's fragility and perhaps yours will be helped. It made me think about this lady I used to work, work with, uh, work for uh, this one school. And uh, in terms of having a fragile ego and whatnot, and I like what my brother said, or you say hurt feelings, which is another, it was a cool translation. Um, because a lot of you like to cover that up like you don't have feelings and I think I remember all the way up to working as a grown man working for this lady and I just thought she was just crazy as all hell but I felt like I, I had to go through that experience for me to be able to tap into like myself and who I really was and what I really wanted and like you know my my gifts and my strengths and such like and things like that but it was her pushing that you know pushing me in that way now I could have taken it you know, left, you know, stayed on the job, cussed the clean out, been a savage, did crazy shit, you know, but I, I felt like me walking away and what I did was I walked away from the position and felt, you know, did just fine. But I felt like that having that experience really put me in a place where I had to, you know, be real with myself and like, and say, yo, this don't feel good. I'm not accustomed to this. I don't really like it at all. Let's make some changes. And I think brothers don't, uh, we don't do that. We don't do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. or, or we may choose the wrong option mm -hmm. when we're dealing with things like that. So we don't, we never get to a good, a good place, a healthy place. Well, I appreciate all of you guys for joining us here uh, tonight on this uh, wonderful Monday, wherever you may be all over the United States or the world. And for those of you guys who are listening to us on Spotify, those of you guys who are watching us on YouTube, I appreciate you as well. Please share this with somebody. I'm at the podcast official page if you want to follow us. Uh, once again, the podcast official page. Uh, if you want to follow us, that's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all social medias. We update the topic uh, of the month on there. We uh, upload uh, content from the, uh, the current episode clips to keep you uh, fresh on what we're talking about and, and the and what happened in that particular episode. So if you want to join us, please join us on Zoom, 815-499-0955, the last Monday of each month. Um, and that's it. 
Uh, until next time, once again, please follow us, like, comment, subscribe. Thank you all of you guys once again for the show today. And we out.